0: Hey everyone, Reppin here with a quick note to begin this episode. So, even though we are a predominantly Pioneer podcast, right, we would be remiss as Magic Content Creators if we didn't talk about the Walking Dead secret layer or the standard bannings on Monday. So we understand if you don't want to hear that and you're only here for Pioneer content, I recommend you guys skipping from the end of Chris's special report, which starts at about 10 minutes, 45, 11 minutes, and runs to about... 34 minutes into the show if you want more detailed uh, breakdown i'll have the actual time stamp in the podcast description below but uh, if not if you do want to hear our thoughts on those things make sure you listen to the whole thing if not you can skip ahead from about 11 minutes to about 34 35 minutes in if you want to sort of skip our thoughts on the walking dead and standard thanks everyone have a good one <laughs> Gavin ruckman here with another set of crew three podcasts of course brought to you by our wonderful supporters over at patreon that's patreon.com slash crew 3mtg for either you know have a name in some of our YouTube videos and streams you want exclusive monthly content or once a month we send out the swag that's small that small s big w bag uh, for being part of the Olive Garden social. Uh, Everyone who subscribed so far this in September should be getting theirs, who of course made the the deadline, and uh, October will be going out shortly after the deadline on the 10th. Uh, But without further ado, I of course am your host. With me as always are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey. How's it going? Well guys, to say it was a whirlwind, well, not even week, it was a whirlwind Monday for Magic, if we're being totally honest. Um. Um, A lot definitely... Definitely happened for better or for worse. Uh, my current theory is mostly worse. Uh, but So, we're going to briefly cover on those topics before we get into a big breakdown of Pioneer, of what's going on in the world of Pioneer at the moment. I've been having a lot of fun. I've been starting to get back onto MTGO this whole week. I've actually been streaming MTGO. It's been a lot of fun playing Pioneer again, getting back to what we love, partially because. The Gruul deck is so fun, but I've spent this week trying out a few new decks, seeing what's going on to pick my deck, of course, for the webcam event, which is Saturday, October 8th. So, of course, the day after this episode goes live is our next webcam championship. Gentlemen, how have you been? Hey, I've been uh, pretty solid. I, for one, would like to
1: welcome all of the standard players who are going to be playing Pioneer and might be checking out our podcast. So, uh, hey, welcome. Join our Discord. Have some fun.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't wait for the webcam event. Uh, I can't wait to win again. Mm. Uh, I mean, I basically have it on lock. Basically uh, have it
0: on lock, he says.
2: Basically have it on lock.
0: Look, the, the sign-up code register for this one is what I want everyone to do. Uh, Beat Ricky? Yeah, I saw that. Exactly.
2: I saw that. Exactly. So there's no way I can lose if the sign-up code is Beat
0: Ricky. Hmm.
2: You're just setting yourself up for failure.
0: Well, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Plus well, recommend- my
2: bane, Walking Ballista is banned.
0: <laughs> you're right, you're right. True. Walking Ballista is banned. Game. But currently, you know, your your secret weapon cards Ricky's secret weapon cards are stuck in transit at Card Kingdom, so he's he's on old tech right now, so we'll see what people bring. He doesn't have uh, any
1: hotness.
2: I've got a local game store I should go down to and just beg them from Commons.
0: Okay. All right. All right. See if they'll see if they'll give them to you. St- stooping to pandering I see pandering and begging is that how a champion acts um so our champion you acts do whatever you can to survive okay all right
1: war never what changes f-
0: exactly and chris Chris uh you know what what's going on with you man
1: well you know as i discussed last week um i was about to take a huge trip to seattle washington uh in order to do part four five i don't i can't keep count counting is for the peons below me now that i've ascended the ranks of this amazing uh investigative journalism that i've been doing for all of you really for the fans of crew three Podcast. so whatever installment this is let's go ahead and cue up that investigative journalism theme music for me real quick please
0: oh i got you right <laughs>
1: Ruckman, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that uh, wonderful theme music. Well, this time I went ahead and packed Ruckman up in my suitcases because I couldn't afford
0: to bring us both. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry flights. for the I'm sorry for the overage fee. It might have been cheaper to get you a ticket instead.
1: No, that's okay. It worked out. We flew uh, with no extra baggage fees, so that was truly amazing. And so while I was uncomfortable, and I know you did lose consciousness about two or three times during the flight, um, it was worth it for me. So you know, we'll we'll call that a win. Uh, While I was there, I got to hang out with the playtest team. Since I'm such great friends with everybody at Wizards now, they know me. They love us as as a unit, as a team. Obviously, I represent us while I'm there. Um, But while I was doing that, Ruckman, you took your chance. at some investigative journalism, and went on a super secret mission while I distracted the main Watsi staff. So, what were you doing?
0: Well, you know, uh, I I wouldn't exactly say what I did called journalism. I oh. wouldn't actually say what I did, but there there might be some legalities different. But you know, um, you, I had the A twenty four keys, so I was able to get into the server room. Um, and of course, the password was Hasbro rules. Yes, uh, so I was able to I was able to take a look at the print files coming up. And this is this is a crew three exclusive. Wow. Um, I have uh, secret information. I know what their end of the year secret layer is going to be, and it's they're they're setting up for a big Q one start of the year with this brand new secret layer. I'm ready for it. Um, for the low low cost of just one Bitcoin, players will be able to get their hands on Secret Layer Greed is Good edition. Featuring exciting, mechanically unique cards such as Gordon Gecko, Jordan Belfort, Bernie Madoff, Ray Kroc, and there was only four cards, but I felt like they needed a fifth, so I added my own file for a Mark Zuckerberg card. Where's Mavkoivich? Well, you know, the Russian oligarchs will be coming later. Okay, Don't worry. Gotcha. Uh, but so far, you know, find those wonderful, wonderful capitalists of industry um, coming to your commander deck soon. There's a lot of treasure token, a lot of extort. And a lot of questionably legal abilities here. Um, so we'll see what happens. Currently, you know, the ju- there's no real, it's hard to get a judge. So I don't think this is going to overrule these cards. Um, so expect those Q1 of next year and uh, tune into the Twitter to go find what exactly those cards to do. Because I did sneak those files out with me, but I do have to take some time to, to, uh, decrypt them further to be able to upload them to twitter
1: right only the names are in english the rest of them are in russian as i understand
0: yes it's Uh, it's it's cyrillic uh unfortunately um, i I only know six languages russian's my seventh i haven't had a chance to start on it yet um but you know so while i was doing that though i heard you were busy of course with your buddies over r&d how'd the olive garden go
1: Oh, it, it it was fantastic. Obviously, the night we flew in Olive Garden for everybody, everybody had the chicken parm we usually have. Uh, and then the next four days, I got to spend some time with the playtest team to see what it's like to be a member of the playtest department at Wizards of the Coast. And let me tell you what, it was exhilarating. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and break up my diary real quick. Sure, uh, sure. Here it is. And uh, let me flip to page 1507. Okay, so here was an average day for our, for me and the playtest team. This was what they do every day, and I think this is why we have uh, such a great product that we have. We got up bright and early at ten thirty, right, and we had to immediately report to work. <clears throat> However, from work, we went ahead and just all got some uh, brunch with some orange juice mimosas. On the way to the office, uh, we then get to the office at about twelve thirty for our mandatory yoga sessions. Okay. That goes for about an hour. You then have to go home, take a shower, come back. Then from about 1.30 on, we have a two-hour lesson on market analytics, okay? Some exhilarating stuff. I don't even know that I understood it all, but it was really educational. You could tell the people around me who were obviously the best and the brightest were really into it. Uh, And then for the last hour of the day, we went uh, skiing at an indoor resort, and then we called it an early day. So that was was the uh, entire... That was the experience for every day for four days in a row. That was the playtest uh experience.
0: Oh, sorry. So so they only have a four-day work week. Um, but well, no, I was know, only I, there for so four they,
1: days. I think Mondays okay. are petting zoo days.
0: Oh, okay, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh but hearing that schedule, um, you know, I don't think uh what did you guys fit in actual playtesting? What do you what do you mean? Uh well, you said you wrote the playtesting. Yeah, team. the obviously team that playtests the cards, but then are gonna go into Rush standard and, and, and then obviously all the formats. We, mm-hmm. we we yep. missed petting zoo day. Right. I was I yeah. was in the server room for four days straight. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Wh- wh- did did I miss did I did I miss the playtesting? Rockman playtesting
1: is so two thousand and five. Okay, you can't buy snowboards with balanced formats. Okay, that's not how you make that sweet sweet cash. Right. What we, sure. we do at the Wizards playtest department is make sure cards are totally badass so we can make that sweet sweet cash. You can't. You can't sell balanced cards. Nobody's excited for Squire to get printed unless it's a joke of a thing. People are excited for cards that break entire formats and they know they have to go to their local store or buy tons of cards on Amazon to get that sweet Omnath that's going to break the formats across all formats. So, you know, we don't really mess around with balance. It's too much work. That'd be way too much effort to sit there and try and play test cards or figure out what's good. In fact, our job is actually to just make cards better. That's all we do. We just, we say, you know what? Lotus Cobra, back in the format. It, we For years, they, the old Foo Foo's, they said, oh no, can't have that back. The the new The new cats in the block say yes. In fact, not good enough. We need to give it a little buddy so that whenever you play Lance, you get stuff to do with that mana, you know? So um, I don't know what you're doing here, trying to make it, trying to play this gotcha game, asking where the playtesting happens. Don't eat it. Those, those days are far gone past, so... Uh, yeah, that was my experience at Wizard to the Coast, and hopefully, you know, definitely enlightening for me. Hopefully, enlightening for all of you as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for Seems that.
0: Right. That 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 journey, Chris, and thank you for taking me along with you once again. So obviously, the two big pieces of news are the Secret Layer, The Walking Dead, and the uh, I would say meagerly disappointing standard banlist list update, which. Obviously, you know, uh, we're we're not standard. We're not a standard podcast. We're not uh, a secret lair podcast. But these two topics, I think, are very important. Uh, and very hilarious. I- to the ideology of Wizards as as being stewards of the game and things of that nature. Uh, so we are going to spend a few minutes to talk about these. Um, of course, we are not going to be as toxic as the Commander's Rules Committee was, uh, Discord was uh when the walking dead stuff was spoiled i feel so bad for everyone on that uh whoever had the idea to open it up for a town hall style discussion oh boy that was a mistake Hmm. uh but which which do you guys want to start with the walking dead or the walking dead that is standard
1: and at this point people will realize but having it just been announced like we have to clarify that's not a joke like uh we have to clarify because like people sometimes make custom cards, you know, Hey, look, here's my whatever card we make. We make whatever card, make some fun cards for different celebrities and whatever. And like, what would their card be? Uh, the walking dead match, the gathering
2: cards are real. I just think like it's, like, it's so, it's so unfortunate with the walking dead thing. Cause I don't hate this idea.
0: Uh, I loved the Godzilla stuff. Right. But these are these are different than the Godzilla things for one big different. reason. They're unique cards. Exactly. And they're legal in
2: eternal formats. And they're only available hard, through
0: Secret Lair. How hard would it have been to just slap an alternate name underneath the Walking Dead cards. And then, hey, we can reprint them whenever we want.
2: Like, it would have been absolutely fine. You literally don't even have to. You can still make them unique cards. Like, literally, you can still print, like... Negan the cold blooded and you just like literally write like uh like uh Jimmy the cruel underneath it right yeah and then later down the line when you're making commander like uh legends 57 right right yeah you can print Jimmy the cruel uh uh, into magic as a human wizard or warlock if you want to and like, uh, AMC can't come by and be like, well, that uses our likeness. Cause it's like, no, it's fine. We printed Negan, the cold blooded, and we, we underlined him as Jimmy, the cruel, you know, of course they come up with a better name, right? Right. Yeah. And like, that's literally all you had to do. Right. What are you talking about? That name is fantastic. You just have to put another
0: name underneath it. That sounds like a magic name. It's just like what they did with the gods, with the buy a box Godzilla, right? There is the, the, whatever the dinosaur name for that is, isn't a card in the set, but at some point they could print that card. Right. It's called it, like, it's called like apex of strength or something like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. So like if they
2: ever needed to, they could print apex of strength and not put Godzilla art on it. And it would mm-hmm. be fine. It would, it would exist fine. Right. And it's like, we just learned, right? Like, Nexus of Fate was such a big stumbling block because it was only available as a promo card, right? Right. And, like, everybody was like, these buy a box promos are crazy, and they're like, we hear ya. Zendikar, we're getting rid of the buy a box card being exclusive. And it was like, thank you. Like, I don't care that my buy a box card is like this random Clayarka dude that comes in the set. That's fine. You know? Yeah. Um, But now they're just
0: like, well... If they didn't like that, they'll really hate this, right? And the other thing, too, is, right, because they don't have the underlying name, you run into the issue where when they do mechanically reprint the card, you're going to have two cards that do the same thing with a different name. And in formats like Legacy, where having two differently named cards that do the same thing, that's a pretty big deal. And in fact, you know, Negan and Michonne were first spoiled. Okay, those cards are interesting. They're not particularly great. Actually, Negan's design is actually kind of interesting, right? That's kind of a fun commander ish card. Um, Michonne, whatever. Uh, but Glenn, people are talking, could see legacy play. I think, like, Negan, uh, so, like, as a magic card.
2: Yeah. That's a really cool commander effect where you play it is. a mind game with your opponent. Uh, that's so awesome and fun, and I want that at my commander table, and, like, it's just gonna be only available for a week if you special order, and then maybe it gets shipped to you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe there's secrets in the box. Maybe there aren't. Maybe they're all curled. Who knows? It's a secret layer,
0: right? And unfortunately, because this is, e- e- even though the show's, you know, uh, I don't know how many people have fallen off watching the show, there's still a rabid fan base and it's attached to the comic market. I've heard reports of people being like, oh, yeah, I've got comic buddies. They're gonna buy the limit. They're having other people buy a limit for them. This is going to be the most purchased secret layer ever, which, you know, will keep the cost down, I guess, to a point. But if people really do want the singles, but this, they're going to see the, the sales numbers this does and just goes, yeah, we're going to do more of this. When they printed, like, the My Little Pony cards, I didn't
2: care because they're silver-boarded, unlegal magic cards. They're going to be really cool for whoever likes that kind of thing. And they were also sold for charity. So... Uh,
0: no problems with any of that right like the Dinobot. the, the Hasbro convention exclusive right you know you know if, if your playgroup wants to allow them that's cool that's neat but uh yeah no it was in my opinion just like a really
2: bad idea that literally could have been fixed like the easiest like thing ever sure like, literally just put like Shane underneath the Glen one just just the word Shane and then just yeah. like Later, we can reprint
0: Shane. Well, not Shane. That's another Walking Dead character. Is it? Yes. I don't watch the show. I really didn't know the show was still on. Oh yeah, it's it's going. They've got two. Sp- they've got a new spinoff about to start. They're going to doing a movie series about Rick. Um, also, we haven't even talked about the fact of uh, if I don't because I really don't want to get into the matter that much. Uh, but Negan for a family friendly game, not a great character to put in your your family friendly card game.
1: No, not with your are Is he a bad? Uh, <laughs> is
0: yeah. he a
1: bad guy? Yeah, I, I want to clarify too that like they they did say as you guys are mentioning they can they can reprint these cards. So like I, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think it's I think it's nifty. They've kind of flirted with this for a while. So like I don't want to be too negative on it because it, it is kind of fun. I do think it's weird that these cards are like playable um, outside of like commander just because that again I think that that's where all the problems come from because other than that I really just don't care right like it's a secret layer so like it's a good way for them to you know make that sweet cash they're they're all about and uh, just offer the you know individual cards direct to the public which is something they've been trying so you know hey and it's new and interesting cards I think at some point they'll do something that um you know they got Godzilla and Godzilla was awesome so I think that if they can do that with more reach deals with other IPS that might be you know uh,
2: interesting to different groups of
1: people, then it could be a huge win. So,
2: look, I'd love to see Mister Mistopheles reawakened as much as any other Cap's 2019 fan. <sighs> right, I, I right, would buy. <laughs> right. I I would buy every copy I could.
1: Do the cards have buttholes on them? That's what I want to know. Oh, of course. Okay.
2: I, people are arguing about like the flavor problem of this, and I don't. I don't really care that much about that, but at the same time, it's just like literally just pick an ip i just hate and then i i'm so upset right sure. anybody just like despises walking dead this sucks for them you know it's such a cool idea it's so close it's so close to being good and instead it's the worst um man maybe uh maybe because everybody's upset they'll give us commander legends spoilers a little early anyway so
0: so yeah i who knows, because it, the, the problem is, right, not only just the names, they've decided to put uh, Walker as the text for every, um, all of the, instead of saying zombie tokens, they're saying Walker, because they're really fun and flavorful, right? Right. Um, which leads to the issue of, you know, now you have to change the card text if you do reprint them. Why they couldn't just have 2-2 zombie tokens, but just have the word Walker printed on the token like they do, I don't know. So that really leads into a lot of issues where, you know, hey, maybe the reprints will have Negan whatever underneath the the na- the magic name of the card, right? Mm-hmm. Then you still have to change like Michonne that refers to walkers. It's a whole lot. And I just think it opens an awkward can of worms. Again, they could have been silver bordered, they could have just been formatted for magic already, but they wanted to double down to bring something, you know, neat and really branch out. Because again, this, this is an attempt at cashing in on a popular still IP, as much as I don't care about this IP, people still really do, and they're going to have an unboxing on their big after-the-show talk show. People are going to put eyes on the product. Now, whether or not these people who see this and go, oh, that's cool, I'm going to buy those because my like teenage son likes this thing, and that'll be cool to buy for them uh, is one thing, but whether or not these people actually play the game is going to be another So we'll see what this actually does for the game. I just, you know, I'm kind of indifferent. Um, I hope the Commander's Rule Committee does, you know, take the initiative to ban them, at least from Commander. That's not going to do anything about Legacy or Vintage, because again, Glenn does look like it could be playable in Legacy. Uh, So that's going to lead to some interesting things. We'll see what happens. Uh, But people be nice. The commander rules committee. I didn't go in there, but I heard the horror stories of what was going on. And like people who are braiding the commander's rules committee and stuff like that should honestly be ashamed. For sure. I mean, like this, this is
1: kind of like ridiculous thing for people to like have extreme emotions one way or the other about a thing, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's, it's a fun thing. Like, the whole point is to get more people playing Magic, more people playing the game, more people excited about the game, and this is an opportunity to do that. Like, they're just fun little cards that, you know, again, like, do I agree that they made them legal in legacy? No, it's a little weird to me. But, hey, it, it is what it is, and it's definitely tough making decisions. But I understand, like, it's definitely a weird time right now. I think people are tired of being inside or with everything going on in the world. So, like, just remember to be kind. You know, everybody's dealing with something. So it's one of those things where just, it's it's not worth getting all up in arms, really about, uh, you know, something like a card game right now, especially.
0: And, and of
1: course,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, the other thing that does set a precedent is again, um, you know, it's, it's understandable, right? They don't just want to ban cards from what came out. But of course the standard update this week was just Uro got banned and, you know, Hey, great. They've banned Uro in one format. Hopefully it starts getting banned in others, but guys, I don't think that fixes standard.
1: Yeah, it certainly doesn't look like it's fixed standard. Um, I, I think that they were really hoping that it would. And that's kind of the reason for the the segment at the beginning here was kind of to poke fun at just like all the problems we've had in formats with like overpowered cards. And, and it's a way you can take things, right? Like I get it as a philosophy. It's like, hey, we don't want, we complained for, you know, we being me and a, an old buddy of mine, uh, complaining for like two years with the power level of certain formats, just being like, wow, these cards are just like not very good. So now we've kind of gone the other way. On cards being you, certain cards
0: being very 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 good, what are you saying you blew all the fingers on the monkey paw with that statement?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, now we've kind of gone the way and that was years ago. That wasn't like scars of mirrored in time, where just there was well, certain... it
0: it curled every finger but the middle one for you.
1: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Because like now we're we're just kind of getting schlacked by just cards that are just insane, and and again they're trying to push the boundaries. I get it. it it's a philosophy. Uh, it doesn't seem to be working out. But, you know, I appreciate that they're at least trying something, you know, so none of this is made in spite as much as it is kind of a critique of what's going on. They definitely need to hear it so they can kind of learn for the future about, you know, hey, the power level of certain cards. But it, it doesn't look like, unfortunately, with how well, it just looks like Omnath is Uro 2.0. And, and thankfully, as we're going to see uh, a little bit later, the Pioneer format still a, a great format to play because you don't have four turns to sit and do nothing. And then you just win the game on turn five. You don't have that kind of time in Pioneer. But in standard, unfortunately, you do, and the decks were already cutting copies of Uro beforehand because they were going on this Rune Crab plan, and that's unfortunately a very recent development um, in the you know uh, four color Omnath deck. But mm-hmm. that looks like it's not going to be enough. It looks like Omnath is the true problem, um, and so it's it's unfortunate, but standards looking looking real rough.
0: Yeah, I was... My 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 ideal banning was a little more than was Uro. I think they needed to ban one of either Escape the Laws, Genesis Ultimatum. My ideal was Genesis Ultimatum. And that is me just thinking of a bare minimum banning, right? Ban right. Uro, ban Genesis ban Ultimatum. Ban a crow that's ban, not
1: from the newest set. That way they can kind of save yeah. face.
0: Ban an enabler, ban a payoff, bing, bang, boom. Now, ideally, I wanted to see the Aliantrazi path of ban Uro, probably ban Cobra, ban Omneth. And at the same time, you also have to ban Embercleaf, ban... Um, uh, uh, lucky clover, sure.
1: Just acts a ton of stuff.
0: Just because you know, with with lucky Clo- with adventure as a whole, adventure has kind of gone under the radar. Of everyone knows it's good, but it's always been like the second most busted thing to be doing, right? And now it's kind of the most busted thing to be doing because you could just play Omnath in that strategy. Um, so now all eyes are kind of on Adventure at the moment. Hear me out. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> Ban fabled passage, sure. Probably, I think that Amethyst is a stupid card. And it's never going to get banned, at least until next year, right?
0: Sure, it's it's, I it's think the that, key. It's the flagship mythic,
2: right? I think that Lotus Cobra is fine. Let powerful cards be powerful, as long as like ev- all the cards are like equally powerful. The pro- the real problem, is that like when you overpower like too many things on a card like when the real problem is like that everything is like draws cards and gives you mana and gives you life if it just drew you cards and ramped you at least you're still dying to the random burn spells right sure like that four life every turn with omnath is so killer um but a lot of the really really dumb plays the plays that have really been upsetting people um mostly happen when you fable passage
0: I mean, Chris, you shared that clip from the Star City this weekend where the the four, the Omnath player, uh, all they did was play a Lotus Cobra that died very quickly, then turned five, played Omnath, played Lotus Lotus or Fable Passage, and just went off to the races.
1: Yeah, that that was the that was basically the the end of that game. Like it was insane to watch. Like, and, and what was so crazy about that thing was that we're sitting there with Patrick Sullivan and Cedric Phillips, the the greatest casters. Uh, uh, you know, that magic has, and they're laughing. I mean, they're like, wow, you know, hey, look, we got our, we killed opponents, Cobra on turn one, or sorry, on like turn three, whenever they had it. We went like two drop into three drop into Questing Beast, and we're able to kill the Lotus Cobra along the way. Like if we're not winning with this hand, what are we doing? And, you know, we get, we get uh, Omnath player down to eight, and that's when they play Omnath, and then Cedric calls it, here comes the Fabled Passage, game over, and sure enough, that's what happens. Fabled Passage,
2: gain four, crack it. Get four mana
1: on turn five. They played nine mana worth of cards. They yeah. played Omnath and they played the Gigeroth. What's that card? The five oh, minutes. Six, six.
2: Even better. Why not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like they were they cracked up laughing the rest of the match. It was just so insane that on turn five you got nine mana. You know, you only had a couple lands there. So it was it was just insane to watch. It was hilarious and it really highlighted the the problem.
0: Do you guys want some perspective on how bad White is right now? I got two things oh, for you: cardboard wait, crack, is it cardboard Slayer? crack. Yeah, Be- look at Corset twenty twenty one. Look at Baneslayer Angel, and look at Elder Gargaroth. Yeah, look, and then I mean, you have cardboard crack putting out a wonderful comic where they're like, "Hey, we made you a sweet White card. It's Omnath." Yeah, it's now just White so gets laughable. to join in in the
2: in the simic brokenness. <laughs> <laughs> it just. It's like Elder Gargaroth, once again. It is above curve for stats. It has three amazing keywords. It blocks and attacks. It tramples and it reaches, right? And then if it attacks or it blocks, you get to either gain life or draw a card or make a creature, uh, all for five mana. Why are green cards drawing cards just for free?
0: Well, didn't you know green is the draw card's color? Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, green is green is now the equipment color thanks to michonne
1: yep yeah if i can go back i i really think that's where we started breaking things down is we really like i think for a long time people complained about how bad green was and like so i really see it in a lot of these draft formats it's a huge problem how much removal green is getting and how much card draw the thing is like they've just completely destroyed the color pie and now green kills creatures ramps draws cards and gains you life and it's like isn't that what wasn't black the color that was supposed to do everything but slightly worse? Remember that? Yeah. Remember, like, mono-black being the deck that was like, oh, you can make mono-black decks because, you know, you get to draw some cards, you get to take away opponent's cards, you get reasonably priced creatures, but they come at a cost of either they cost you life or whatever else. And
0: now it's just like, why would you play anything other than green? It does it all. Remember yeah. when when green, when green fight spells worked because your cards were just, like, inherently bigger, right? Like, you played yeah. a three mana, You had to four, have a four. bigger creature
1: than your opponent. Yeah.
0: But now, you know, one-sided fights doesn't even matter. You just have flat removal spells, essentially, Stand all the time. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, so I, I think the just complete destruction of the color pie, when it was like, what are founding fathers of magic, if I can say, uh, or, you know, what Garfield that did, or whatever meme you want to put in there. Uh, you know, built that color pie for a reason. And it makes sense, right? Like every, every card game copying magic has had distinct classes and they cross move every once in a while because that's fun. But when you completely obliterate what a class, what a color, whatever you want to call it, whatever, you know, um, an area of your game is supposed to do and just throw it out the window or let it do too much, it just, it ruins it.
2: And like, don't get me wrong, Oro is a really dumb card. Like Oro, I think is a better card than Omnath. Sure. <laughs> you know, it, just, It's still, it's just like, it just doesn't matter. The critical mass of just, like, absolutely
0: bonkers ramp gain life draw card spells is just insane. Yep. Uh, the the the, disc, the, the ch- Twitch chat was laughing at me on Friday, but I stood by it when I said Uro is, like, one of the fairest cards in in that four-color deck. I mean, Shrig is inevitable inevitability when you could uh, uh, escape it right, but... Who cared when you're escaping that? Because you've already got like five I mean, different busted creatures. You yeah. play like 12 mana worth of spells on turn so. five. I would never, I will never say that oro is ever a fair card. If I mean, you look at the rest in, of that deck, I, I see how what you're many saying, people though. were escaping Oro? Like oro is for sure not a fair card, but in the in the mindset of what that deck was doing, how many times did it matter if you could escape oro or not?
1: Right. Very few times. I
0: right. think
2: that the fairest card is Lotus Cobra.
1: I think in a vacuum, you're right. But again, I think I think the record will show that Ruckman is right in a sense because, again, before the bannings were happening, people were posting memes, you know, all weekend going like, uh-oh, they're about to ban Uro and posting deck lists that were first place, you know, first through sixth place or whatever in a, in whatever event where they've cut down to one Uro because it's like, why do I need this when I'm just going to kill my opponent with Omnath plus Escape the Wilds plus whatever. I mean, it's essentially now a combo deck. That's the thing is... You, you've got kind of Omnath combo because it, it makes itself free and gains you life and draws you cards. It's a free card, essentially. You,
0: That's you the want problem. that Uro Inevitability? Just play Beanstalk Giant. It gets bigger than Uro because you're going to have 15 lands in play and it ramps you for, one, for three mana.
1: Right. Right, and again, to be fair, you know, Standard's a little bit slower, so it is what it is. But the thing is, they're they're morphing into combo decks, and so that's where the problem comes in is they don't need that grindy attrition that Uro was providing. They're like, well, we're just going to kill y'all in one turn. I watched it happen. I watched Reed Duke kill a guy over the course of one turn because he played you know twenty five mana worth of spells with like eight lands in play um, by Genesis ultimating and Genesis ultimating them, well, ultimating, however you say the plural of ultimatum. Uh, sure three times in one turn to get all those lotus cobras rune crabs, whatever in play, and just killed an opponent on one turn. I
0: think the word you're looking for was octopuses. Yes, <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, but I mean, like, so why, why are we harping on this, though? Because it's important to look at the methodology, and it's, it's what we saw in Pioneer, right? We saw the just resistance to accepting the issue with the format. How long did it take for us to ban uh, Demir and Verdant, By the time it finally happened, there was like a shock overcorrection where they just gutted a lot of combo decks and things like that out of the format. And, you know, I think... They banned I, my I, boy Kethis before he even had a chance. <laughs> well, we didn't need to give Kethis a chance, but, you know, we're not going to get into that. Uh, but, like, I just feel like we, we see a resistance to make the changes that need to happen just because we want to get those sweet, sweet pack sale dollars.
1: Yeah. Again, that's that's where it feels like it comes back to, honestly, is, um, I you know, in Pioneer, I don't know, right? Because it's like it's not like that was creating a, a huge cash flow for them as far as sets being sold. But certainly Standard is. And you de- you definitely see history repeating itself here. I think that's that's why we're talking about it so much or harping on it so much is because it's, you know, one, the news of the day, you know, yesterday, um, as of when we're recording, and two, it's just kind of scary to look at that and look at that reaction to see what's happening. So, but, you know, I I guess we can move on here in a second because, again, thankfully, our format's looking pretty good
0: from what I can see.
1: Our
0: our format's looking great. So uh, I hope you all enjoyed that diatribe. Let's get into Pioneer. Breaking down our 14-day... Top twelve, we've got a number twelve Rakdos Pyromancer. Uh, we've got Yorian four four color Yorian, essentially four color minus black. Um, we'll, we'll we'll be back to that. Uh, we've got a Lotus Field combo. We've got Soul Tide Delirium making a comeback. In at number eight, we've got a deck that I am starting to love so so much in just Gruul Aggro, Gruul Stompy, whatever you want to call it. It's sweet. It's a lot of fun. It's not the sort of boss slide deck I've been playing in the past, but I played it on stream on Monday. I played a little bit extra here and there in my free time. It's been a lot of fun. We've got the return of Azorius Spirits. Band Spirits has also been doing pretty good, but Azorius Spirits in at our number 7 slot. We've got, again, another 4-color deck. This one's Sans Yorian. This is more in line with the standard four-color Omnath deck. Of course, the four-color Yorian deck, which we can get into, is, again, sort of similar to this uh, four-color standard deck, but plus 20 cards, because why not run Yorian? It's playing, like, Agent of Treachery is one of the big differences. Uh, In number six, we've got Naya We've got Esper Control. Um, and so far, you know, Esper controls at 5%. Everything else has been about somewhere between 4 and 2%. And at number 4, we've got Sky Luka hanging at 6.5% of the meta. Of course, these are all sort of uh, numbers are generated from what's been reported in 2 Goldfish. So again, we don't have a true, true look at an idea of the meta, but this gives you somewhat of a general idea, Right. Uh, we have Orzhov Auras, and it's 7.3. But if you look, they're kind of teasing us a bit, because actually the deck they're showing off is Slesnia Auras. And we can talk more about that deck here in a minute. Uh, in third place, we've got the Bane of My Existence in Nivtalite. Uh, we've got in number two, Nivtalite's, of course, the 7.3. And in an 8.1, we have Wilderness Reclamation. And just keeping the Omnath at bay. Can I get a Hallelujah to Thoughtseize and Mono Black aggro, and it's huh. 16.6%. You know, numbers that we saw in the days of Demir Inverter almost, uh, but of course, Demir Inverter was another four points above that. So it's looking like Mono Black's here holding down the and play percentage, trying to keep all of the on maths back while some of these aggro decks can try to sneak in and actually win the events. Do you do you guys want to talk about this, this top twelve before we break down the challenges in the preliminaries and just dive into the leagues a bit? You know, is anything here surprising to you? Um I, Go ahead. Oh, I,
1: I was gonna say uh maybe you have something. I kinda wanna skip talking about the the decks themselves and kinda how they placed in challenges, but Ricky if you've got sure. something.
2: Oh no, I just thought it was uh I think that the mono black uh inflation is caused by uh new format who dis. Sure, we'll go right. back to the tried and true thoughtsies plus other good recurring black cards. Right, right, right. Um, I think it's really interesting seeing those like uh, numbers, right, and then seeing the actual results from the Pioneer Challenge.
0: Sure, and, and then again, that's why you know the these metas are just sort of by percentage, not by actual win rates. Um, so I do sort of want to hamper on that. Let's start the preliminary uh, on what is this? Uh, the twenty eighth. We had a preliminary taken down by Sandy Dog MTG, again, playing that Gruul deck. We're seeing a couple different tweaks to this Gruul deck. Sandy Dog playing the two Quest these two Glorybringer build. I've been playing the four Glorybringer build. It's been a lot of fun. And, of course, this deck is just really only new card is Crag Crown Pathway. And having played with it myself, having that extra untapped, man, I can't harp enough on how... Great of a boon, Crag Crown Pathway, and of course Branch Loft Pathway for the decks are for these types of aggressive strategies.
2: Oh yeah, um, I definitely think the Red Green Land is gonna and the Green White Land are gonna see a lot of play. Did not peg the Black White Land, but as we'll see later,
0: mm-hmm. also doing really well. These lands are just sure. good. Yeah, and right now, uh, so I, I picked up my Red Green Lands. Uh, just because you know you 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 know your boy loves some gruel,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and right now they're about six fifty for the regular art, which is a pretty good buy in price. And if you want fifty cents more, get the full art. That's what I did. They're so pretty, full art. Yeah, they're great. Uh, the four in one decks are Esper Control, another red green take. Uh, this red green being that four Glory Bringer build I was talking about. Also, these decks are pretty budget. I mean. Uh, the gruel decks 67 ticks you want to play the p miz 4 one deck with the four glory bringers uh sandy dogs is only 82 ticks so under 100 ticks you've got a pretty good buy and of course you know now we're having to start talking back more into the the risk uh the opportunity cost rather about buying into mtgo because who knows when we're gonna pioneer again um and then of course in three and our three and two deck lists We have another red-green list. We've got Azorius Spirits. We've got four-color Omnath, the non yorian variant. We've got that mono-black aggro, and we've got... uh, What is this? Uh, Oh, it's Oops All Spells. Can I also just point out... Sure, uh, what you got? ...random sweet card
2: from Zendikar that uh, we all missed. None of us were even looking at this. Like, I I don't think we were going to ever find it. Shadow's Verdict. Seen a lot of play in control decks. Which card? I don't even know Shadow. what card you're talking about. Which Shadow's card? Verdict is a black, black, and three for a sorcery.
0: Okay. Exile
2: all creatures and planeswalkers with CMC three or less. Oh, the wrath. And exile all creatures and planeswalkers with CMC three or less from all graveyards. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Uro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this just, like, answers... I mean, of course, it's, it's a wrath, right? We mm-hmm. pay one extra mana for this wrath and we get the added bonus of like it's gone forever no more blood champion even your shades and your blood champions that are sitting in the yard they're Scroungers. they're gone too Scroungers. Yeah. all of them get them all out of here we don't want them anymore that is the mono black killer for sure it's also you know very good against you can against still get
0: wrinkled. yeah
2: and uh it also just like hey to bye yeah <laughs> you know if it it resolves, but, you know, against the Teferi deck, I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but, you know. Sure. Also gets rid of Sylvan Karatid off the board for the Niftalite to matchup, too. So yeah. could actually be good against the Teferi matchup. You know, they got Teferi, they got, like, a Karatid and a uh, Oro in play, and you're just, like, out of here. Good
0: good, good point out. Good good pick there. Uh, are we ready to kick over the challenges now? Yep. All right, we'll start with the challenge from the 26th. In number, in eighth place, we have again Gruel Aggro. Uh, In seventh place, we have uh, what is this? Claim to Fame, Rakdos Pyromancer, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Fifth and sixth, we have Mono Black Aggro. Fourth place, Esper Control. Third place, Orzov Auras. Second place, we have again, uh, Rakdos Pyromancer. And in first place, bringing it back from last week, uh, Slesnia Auras. You're going to see a lot of auras in a lot of places right now. Is Selesnya Auras like the real deal over Orzhov now? I think auras, it, the auras decks right now
2: are just sort of very real against a lot of uh, play styles, what people are expecting and what people are thinking is going to happen. Sure. Not many people are ready for Karametra's Blessing. I think honestly that card, and I talked about it a lot when it was printed, that card is just a all-star card.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we've played with that really deck a good amount.
0: I've been really impressed with season of growth as well that that was a card that Chris and I uh historically underrated when thoughts using our opponents in the past i
2: seasons of growth is this one the uh, tongue um I also Laris is just really powerful still mhm just uh let's let's play that whole hand again uh this person's playing a one of a danto vanguard. I like it uh it's probably easier to cast than Basura tower archer yeah. Um, I uh, I used to tinker in this deck uh, quite a bit. Uh, I enjoyed Masura Tower Archer just because of uh, you know more hex proof. But Ardeno right. Vanguard essentially has hex proof.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, he can't be pushed. He can be bounced by Teferi, though, so that sort of sucks. But he, he can't be a Assassin's verdict. Trophy. Survives verdict. Uh, survives anger. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna gain life. Like you're gonna be able to pay that for life. It's not gonna
0: be a problem. Yeah. Um, uh, but hey, um, MTG Goldfish, archetype, Orzov Auras, fix that. What? The archetype on MTG or Goldfish says it's Orzhov Oh, no, that's the other challenge. No, I have it dropped down Slesnia Auras by Karatidum, oh, huh. archetype Orzhov Auras. It is called Slesnia Auras under Orzov Auras. Yeah. Well, you know, it's tough out there. I mean, there is an of Oras, uh on in third place right is there anything else in this challenge at least really speaking out to you guys anything that maybe didn't top eight um that didn't top eight I was only looking at the top eights here sure
2: I'm happy to see four color reclamation down near the bottom and not in the top eight at all yeah uh
0: at 21st place we have rogues oh I assumed it was just blue black control no it's rogues that's why I opened it first because I figured we should talk about blue black control because even though we didn't mention it. Uh, in the it didn't make the top 12 Um, there it's still kicking around and I think it's still pretty solid this is
2: decently close to what I came up with I didn't like Wind Robber yeah I think I went with something different in my list you played the um, the Drain Pipe Vermin yeah I did I did play the Drain Pipe Vermin guy Um, Clint Sleeve Siphoner uh, amazing card Soaring Thought Thief very very good card Uh, he's playing Scavenger I told you this card was good so I'm playing two. Yeah, I mean it's a three drop. You're gonna play sure. two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zera San, he's a uh,
0: he's the trickster. I've friend heard friend of Dream Trawlers everywhere.
2: Yeah, a <laughs> uh, friend of Saffron Hollow's Dream Trawlers, of course. And look, they're even playing two Gonti in the board. I'm not hey, crazy, people.
0: You're not. You're not crazy, Ricky. I'm proud of you. I'm. Uh, oh, a little... they've got they've got clean to dust as well. I'm a little concerned by the Ashiok Dream Render in the board. Well, we have to exile our opponent's graveyard.
2: Ooh, it turns all our stuff off. I don't know. Nah, don't worry, don't worry. We'll get more in there. I was playing also Liliana Last Hope. I thought it went well with all the cheap creatures and stuff. Yeah, but uh, how, do
0: you, how do you how do you like the Aether Hub tech with Glint Sleeve Siphoner? I was playing Aether Hub too. Oh, I don't remember that. But okay, cool. Yeah, no, it's nice. Uh, it's also
2: nice just to have another untapped land. Sure, Clearwater Pathway helps a lot, but like. We also want to
0: play Vault in this deck, so Aether Hub's really nice. Yeah. Um, all right, let's kick it over to the one from the 27th if you guys don't have anything else to say about this one. Chris, you got anything? Nope. All right, our challenge on the 27th. Eighth place, we have Naya Winota. In seventh place, we have Oops All Spells again. Maybe we have to take a bigger look at this deck. Uh, we have Soul tie. Ty- oh, it's another Oops All Spells deck. Okay, all right. Uh, fifth place, we have... Blue- Here's the blue-black control deck in fifth place. Fourth place, we have Mono Black Aggro. Fifth place is our four-color Omnath. Second place, Esper Control. First place, zov Auras. So what's, what's new in this top eight here? We've got... Uh, we've talked about Esper Control. We've got four-color Omnath. I mean... It's the standard deck, right? It's got it's, it's got some Felidar retreats. It's got Omnath. It's got Teferi and Girl because, hey, those are still legal in our format. So is Uro now. I'm sorry, what retreat?
2: Uh, Felidar retreat. Oh, wow. You like that four mana enchantment that makes a
0: 2-2 creature every time you play a land or Anthem's your team? You're trying to rub it in, but I already like established this card was good and I was wrong when I put it in my deck from last week.
1: <laughs> it's basically Field of the Dead. Well, that's. I a the la- I just want
2: to for the non patrons, patron right, and then you can listen to me just get berated for even mentioning feldear Guardian or for Feldiar Retreat. Not just by Ruckman. I'd like to say <laughs> Chris got in on the Ricky bashing too. I
1: did not bash you for this card.
2: Uh, you told me that it was no Field of the Dead, and uh, yeah, you know I agree. But you know what else isn't Field of the Dead? Uh, Field
0: of the Dead because it's banned. Mm-hmm. Can't I also want to point out that you guys hate on Skyclave Apparition and Skyclave Shade, and both of those cards are showing up, so... I never hated on Skyclave Apparition. I like that card. Skyclave Shade, I do hate on. I will continue to hate on that card. Yes, yeah, Skyclave sac- well, enjoy-
1: Apparition, I think we said, was pretty interesting because of the way it's worded.
0: Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy it when uh, Skyclave Shade beats you in the face. Is it? Let's, let's check this
2: fourth place mono-black aggro deck. Yeah. Uh, it looks actually... Uh, I'm actually really surprised. It's like super heavy on the four drops.
0: Yeah, that's... that's uh, Yeah, four rankle, three spawn, no Skyclaves. Spawn of my hand only costs
2: three mana. Yeah, you'd hope anyway. (laughs) We hope. I guess if you're winning, it only costs three mana. Can you hurt yourself if you thought-seize? Does he cost three mana? Uh, Opponent lost life. Yeah, it has to be an opponent. Uh, Darn. Here's Um, hoping. But if they thought-seize
1: you, and then you get to flash it into play somehow.
2: Well, they so used here, here.
0: Teferi. Boom. So here's the blue-black control list. Um, we kind of just scooped up all of our cards left over from Demir Inverter and put them into a deck with Stark Typhoon, right? I think this is the truest form of deck building. <laughs> there's so many one-ofs. I love it. There's This This is someone who knows their numbers. There's so many. There, there's what? F- three fours in this deck list that aren't lands? We've got four They're opt, playing... four four sabotage, four shark type, and everything else is three twos and ones. They're playing two rewind. Don't let Chris hear that. Chris. Too
1: late. Explain. Um, they dropped the other two rewinds they were going to play and had to replace them with worse cards.
2: Okay. All right. That's what I expected. <laughs> Do you notice what's in the board here? Three fatal push. Fatal push? We don't need it. We only need one in the main board. We don't need Fatal Push. We only have one Eliminate and one Fatal Push. Three Negate Main. One what is he afraid is cont- of?
0: What did one he One Raskus Contempt. One Intervention. Glitters. One Hero's Downfall. Woo! He lost all the glitters.
1: Well, he was trying not to. Yeah,
0: uh, I know. <laughs> hey, uh, Watto, Watu, if you're out there listening... Uh, give us a call. Let us, tell I us love about all deck. these, all these numbers. We love it. It's great. This, this is someone who knows their deck and was like, no, it's gotta be two. When, when you see numbers like this specific, you know, someone's like tuned into their craft. Uh, there's a lot of, a
2: lot of auras decks in this top 32.
0: Yeah. This is the auras, this was the auras event. It looks like, uh, in fact, it was the top. Top of the
2: top 32 here. Uh with four Orzhov Auras, and then also had
0: uh I think I see one Celestial Auras in here too. Yeah. I mean, just like you were saying, right? Tried and true. Mono Blacks be good. This this Auras deck I think is a is a solid taken for early in the format. I always you're not sure say, to expect. this deck is never bad. Mm-hmm. I've
2: played Boggles and Modern forever. And uh it's a dumb deck. You can still misplay but you generally can't and like just play your guys and stack them up and just doesn't matter as long as you got one white for carometra's blessing your opponent is not doing
0: anything about it Uh, all right let's let's talk about the accent in the room and oops all spells is this deck real no are you sure
2: i play a lot of dredge and i see what they're going for but, God, this deck is so scary to play. Yeah. Like, it's not about the lands. Like, most of your lands come in play tapped. The other ones cost three life to not come in play tapped. That's fine. And you're going to find one of your eight pieces. It's a one-card combo, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: sure. uh, especially this person here, um, Andy C1.
0: That's our six-place list? Sure.
2: He is only playing one World Spine Worm. Uh, so, mean- ca- so, in case you don't know uh i assume uh my boys know but the people at home right yeah uh, when you play a balustrade spy or sack something to Undercity informer including itself uh you can target a player they'll mill until they hit a land there's no lands in this deck so we mill the whole deck and you trigger all your dredge effects you get to creeping chill all your creeping chills you get to bring back all your silver smotes bring back all your Prized Malcolms and then hopefully you're going to swing for lethal next turn but we don't have a deck so we play two world spine worm to act as a deck uh, because when they get put in the yard they shuffle back in mm-hmm. uh so if you don't have a world spine worm in your deck so if it gets stuck in your hand he's only playing two haunted dead to dump it i guess collective brutality also can dump it again but like if you draw this you can't go off because you need to attack next turn and you don't get another turn if you don't have a world spine worm in your graveyard yeah um so a little frightening most people are playing two and also gives you two turns of course though once you've milled your whole deck haunted dead means you can always dump back your world spine worms
0: Mm -hmm. uh
2: but still this deck seems clunky and slow and it caught a lot of people off guard it looks like manalist dredge did way back when in legacy when like manalist dredge was a thing and like yeah it's gonna get people every now and then at a tournament uh but like it seems like just less stable dredge.
0: Sure. And some of the, some of the cards they're sort of messing around with, right? Like the sixth place list is playing collective brutality. The fifth place list is playing soul guide lantern. So there there are some options here or sorry, the seventh and the sixth place list. So they're definitely still messing around. They're trying to figure out numbers. You know, like I said, I I think this is going to be like the people playing dredge could show up with this type of deal. It's a, it's a deck. I'm not, if you're going to be practiced with it, I'm sure it'll serve you well um but right now it's just kind of the new interesting kid on the block right right i do want to point out another deck here that didn't top eight exactly
2: uh but i know chris is going to be excited about this deck uh chris did you notice the uh mono white humans deck
1: i did notice the mono white humans deck i actually have it pulled
2: up do you want to run through that for us
1: uh, the Mono White Humans deck is uh, Boros Elite, Dauntless Bodyguard, Kytheon, Mardu Woe Reaper, Soldier of the Pantheon, Thraben Inspector, New Card, Luminarch, Aspirant, Thalia's Lieutenant, Banelos Marshal, and Venerated Luxidon. As far as I could tell, Venerated Luxonon is the only non-human uh, in the deck, from what I could see. And obviously it's just going to pump all your humans, but I think this one just goes to speak for the power of Thalia's Lieutenant. Also, brave the elements, which mm-hmm. is a card that they replace with something else. There is no replacement for brave the elements. That card is absolutely insane. It gives all of your creatures protection, um, all of your white creatures, which all of our creatures are, uh, protection from the chosen color until the end of the turn. So, brave the elements is an insane card. For those of you who didn't play with it when it was around the first time, uh, or it the ended second a lot time, of games. yeah, or the second time, it ended a lot of games. Um, we've also got three Declaration in Stone. A card kind of forgotten about. If you were, you know, catching the early Pioneer Train, you'll remember Declaration in Stone made a little bit of a splash early, um, especially killing, like, Field of the Dead Tokens or whatever. So, yeah, because it, it you can exile the creature, but they only investigate for each non-token creature exile this way. And, and hey, if you, th-
0: if you thought the the rule deck was budget, this is 17 ticks or, like, $73 cash.
1: hmm Yeah. And Cash again, in Power hand. of Thales, Lieutenant, right there.
2: Deckenstone is a good, good, good magic card. I've played it a bunch in Standard when it was legal. It just, it's just, it's like Fixed Path. Yeah, I think so. It's like, yeah, it's Sorcery Speed, it's two mana, but it just, it exiles anything. It has the bonus of just exiling all, all the things of the same name, and yet they get a Clue, which will be a card later, but they have to invest two mana into drawing that card. So they have to spend the mana that you spent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just very stellar card, in my opinion. And of course, if you hit tokens with it, it's just like super awesome. Yeah, it's extremely efficient. I think, like, we can't have path again. Like, we can't. I don't think that. Like, I mean, we could. White's in a really bad spot. Maybe they need path. Uh, but Do they uh, play
1: it or fatal push or or the new one, blood chief, whatever. Blood chief's thirst, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't think they. I would make it. I guess white would right. So right, there's that, but
2: I don't know. Maybe we get path, we get lightning bolt, and we have some real fun in this format. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
0: not that I'm not having real right. fun. I'm Let's, having a lot uh, of fun. One, one last, one last real mention of the challenge. Of course, we have Naya Winota. We talked about it last week. Uh, Lotus Cobra just sets up for the turn three Winota, real easy, right? Yep, and swings to get us a human. Yep, exactly. It's, it's the ideal play for turn three Winota, right? Third land gets you Winota, and you get to swing. So hey, Lotus Cobra. You're doing good, buddy. Not doing as busted things as as uh as standard, because apparently I don't think the the four color decks have deemed to play you. Uh no fabled passage. We cannot afford fabled passage in this deck. No, 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 no. Too slow, unfortunately.
2: Uh Brainsloth Pathway, Crag Prone Pathway, and Needle Verge Pathway, like in full effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like regulators, you know. Mount up. Uh, and then we got three mana confluence, uh, one of the more expensive cards in the format randomly, but it's getting reprinted soon. So that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Uh, and then just like
0: just your shock glance. I mean, just play them. It yeah. hurts, is, but do it. We're, we're, we're hitting our close to our hour mark. Is there anything you guys really want to talk about in the league before we kick over? Does not slap? I'm good to move on. Uh, I talked about the the decks. I thought were exciting. I'm really just impressed
2: at how good this format is looking
0: right. It, now. it feels great. I mean, you know, if, if you guys aren't happy with Standard right now, maybe go try and look into one of the budget subscription services and just play. I mean, it's been great. You know, I, I still think MTGO is a little too clunky for me sometimes, um, especially... But I mean, get in that um, get in that webcam event. Like Sometimes I'll just be
2: but, uh, you know. sitting around wanting to play some Pioneer and I'll hop in the Discord. Yeah. So join the Discord and stick around for some webcam Pioneer, which is uh, honestly the best uh, version of...
0: Pioneer, currently. Um, Alright, yeah, for sure. Uh, do, you, do you guys think we have time for Dozen Slap, or do we just need to hold for next week? The 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 events of, of Monday kind of definitely derailed our Dozen Slap time. I think yeah. it's fine. Like, Monday needed to be talked about. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I, I think it's fine uh, that we talked about Monday for sure. I don't think we have time for Dozen Slap. Maybe that's like an extra thing we do for Patreon or something like that, or or I don't know, throw it, throw it up as a, like an extra this week or something like that. Who knows? Well,
2: how about this, Ruckman? Yeah. Uh, standard. Does it
0: slap? No. What would you give a slap rating? Uh, a zero out of however many dollars they're selling the Walking Dead Secret Mirror for. (laughs) 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 Don't forget the $10 shipping they're going to charge you as
1: well. Oh, you
2: get a chuckle from me. You get a chuckle from me for that one. I'll give it a 37 out of 100, where 37 is the amount of life my opponent gained in one turn with an Omnath and an Oro. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'll give it a uh, zero out of like I don't know fifty, which is however many cards they've banned in standard this past year, past year or two.
2: All right, so that was pretty that was pretty solid. And uh, uh, Walking Dead does it slap? No, I think either it slaps. version of the show. Uh, what would you give a ranking for it, Chris?
1: Um, I would give it a solid three out of the four limbs that
2: uh, zombies sometimes have that's pretty good. Um, I would say I, I would give it a, uh, out of the forty nine ninety five MSRP of the, uh, secret layer. Uh,
0: I would give it a hold, hold please. A, um, I don't know, three out of 25, uh, 25 being the number of episodes that Rick should have shot Shane. <laughs> in those first two seasons,
2: I thought I thought that show's been off the air for like five years. I could not. Oh no, it's know. still going. Like I Jeez. said, then they've got
0: a, they've got a spinoff it's still going. They're about to have a new spinoff involving like kids and uh, surviving the zombie apocalypse. And hey, then we're gonna have there's a our like next movie series. there's our
1: next Patreon event is we go back and watch that what was that show Kid Island or something
2: like that Kid Nation that Kid everybody's
1: Nation. About now. The crew three boys review Kid Nation.
2: Oh, man. Oh, no. I, I'm in. I mean, I watched that with my family.
1: I hear you. Well, this has been Crew 3 Podcast. Uh,
0: we promised we're a Pioneer Podcast. Anyway, next week, hopefully, if the news stays good and kosher, um, we'll, we'll be back to a lot more Pioneer coverage. We'll be back to the slap. We'll be going over the results of the webcam championship. Hey, if you loved whatever the heck we talked about today, Uh, Be sure to support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Of course, if you can. If not, go ahead and share the podcast with your friends. Feel free to leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Go ahead and check us out on the YouTubes and Twitch at crew3mtg. On each of those, you can follow me and the main show channel at crew3podcast on Twitter. You can follow Chris at... It's underscore Christmas. And you can follow Ricky at... And also Steve... Again, we're we're not furious. We're not mad. We're just a little disappointed with this week. And hey, everyone, try like it sucks. The world sucks right now, but be nice. It's a card game. It is a card game. Take take a break. Go play something else. Uh, you know, like it, Among Us. Everybody's other, doing it. Yeah, play yeah, play Among Us. Hey, we'll be playing Among Us on the Discord as well. So be sure to check that out. Uh, have a good week, everyone. Hopefully, you know things will get better. Uh, It'll just take a little time. And again, be nice to everyone. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.